way! It's like totally the adventures of Mac and D. It is the Bennett Brothers like podcast on the Marvel's Ages of Shield television show, and I'm totally like Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. Thank you for joining us. The title is actually the totally excellent adventures of Mac and what? D. What? No way! It's totally tubular. And we are a podcast dedicated to everything Agents of Shield and Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wicked! But this is our flagship show. Flagship show. Like Gnarly. saying that. We're going to spoil the latest episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in its final season, seventh and final season. Bitchin'! If you want to join this conversation, <laughs> why would you? <laughs> go Come to on, Facebook. this is totally tubular. Go to We're going to do this the whole episode. Wow. Please, no. <laughs> and we've lost all our viewers. <laughs> viewers? They're listeners, dude. <laughs> Normally, I would say at this time, go to Facebook.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast. But now you can just run. Yes, run to your children. That. Send us an email, BennettBrosPodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at BennettBrosPod. Go to Patreon.com slash BennettBrosPodcast to do uh, to get minicasts. Minicasts are exciting little tiny casts that are uncensored. Oh, oh, if you whoa. go there and become a patron, I promise to never do that voice again. They're, they're that uns- is an incentive. That, that's, that's a pretty good uh Joel's like, I'm going to start. That's yeah. a really good promise. No, I was just thinking, like, we're uncensored, like like Disney Plus and X-Men and Wolverine that shows the nudity and has the, the F word. Oh, Disney Plus is edgy. It's getting there, Jerry. It's Hopefully getting that's there. not your news. No, that's not my news. I, I have other news. Okay. Uh, I just, I, and I'm excited to give that other news. But go to patreon.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast. We would really appreciate that. So uh, just do that. Give it a go and see what happens. You may like it. Also, go to wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Kiwi Six. I don't know if that's a thing. Why anymore. would you say that? Stitcher. That too. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what's a thing anymore. Go there wherever so wherever you got this podcast and give us a review, a positive review, a five star review. That would really be helpful to us, and we'd really appreciate you for the remainder of this podcast and probably <laughs> for the rest of our lives. So there you go. That's a that's a great thing for that's you to do statement. and to be remembered. And that's all I got. Am I missing anything? God, I think no. that's it. I think that's it. So now it. that you've fast, hit the fast forward 30 second jump button three or four times, you're finally here to where the podcast starts. But before it starts, no. Uh, but we always talk about a little bit of news. The only news that I have that is of any relevance, I don't really want to follow news of you know hearsay and possibly happening, all other stuff. Those are rumors. That's great. But the real news is that there is going to be continuations of The Clone Wars on Disney+. Plus. They're making a TV series, The Next Adventures of The Bad Batch, which if you remember that show, again, we didn't cover it here, but we do cover Star Wars here on the live-action front. And The Bad Batch were a, char- a group of characters that were introduced in this last season uh, that were really pretty cool. So somehow they're going to continue. I'll be very curious how they continue after having Order 66 happen. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. So that is something that was just announced, and it's out there. Joel, you excited to see that? Uh, yeah. I mean, the last, the end of, I, I'm the end of Clone Wars was really good, and I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and I, it's a nice capper. I thought the end of Rebels wasn't as good, which is their other animated show. So which you was know, aimed at a younger audience. It was. Uh, I liked Resistance for what it was. I mean, it wasn't which was aimed at even a younger audience, three year olds, <laughs> yes, and, and I and I and I enjoyed that. Um, but I, I, I think I'll watch it and hope. Is it done by is Dave uh, Filoni going to be doing it? Well, he's busy doing a bunch of stuff, but he is. Or, he was, uh, he's, Dave he's one of the trios brought now, to light. Like, yeah, he's basically going to be taking over for Kathleen Kennedy as soon as they figure yeah, out a way him, to have John her Favreau, go off into and, the distance without and, causing uh, too much of a kerfuffle. Yeah, who's the other one? Him, John Favreau, and 
Is it is it is it uh, J.J. Abrams still or is it? No, no, no. no. So it's him. It's him, John Favreau, and there was another person who's like. Well, we're gonna stop here, and Joel's gonna think about it for a while, and then we'll eventually realize. George Lucas. There you go. No, I'm not sure who it was. It's really not important. Okay, yeah, it's not that important. Maybe I'll think of it. (laughs) Please don't. Are you are you done with your news? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, the other piece of news, uh, and maybe we'll do this, maybe we won't. It's going to be a while before it comes out, but back by popular demand because everyone wanted it, they're doing another Gotham show because they're like, we need to do another superhero show without Batman. That's what we need to do, especially one focusing on the Gotham police that's never been done before on HBO Max. What do you think about that, Jerry? Didn't really think it was news. <laughs> it's like they haven't even finished shooting the Batman movie yet, so why were Well, they haven't show? finished they haven't started shooting some of the Disney Plus Marvel shows, but we're talking about certain ones of those, so you know. It's in our title. I, I get that, but they haven't started no, I hear you. I they hear haven't you. started animating this Clone Wars show. So I'm assuming after this you'll you'll be having a whole conversation about the Batwoman show. No, because I don't <laughs> talk about the CW shows. Although the fact that there is a deleted scene or a scene with Michael Keaton playing Batman in the Crisis in Infinite Earths, and then he's going to be appearing in there's no deleted scene of him. They or, would, they would have yes, no, that's in. that's true. But like, the fact that he's going to be appearing, the fact that Crisis on Infinite Earth is actually going to be tied into the DCFU and well, it already was with the Flash. Yes, I know, but the, and then the Michael Keaton is going to tie. I know that was already tied in with the Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's it's just crazy. But I and I just probably should watch that just because. We do watch everything DC, and we do podcasts on those. So, yeah, I, I just think the Gotham show is – I can't – I'm just – I don't know what why they're doing another Gotham police show. Because police shows are very popular right now in, in the main mainstream lexicon. People cannot get enough of cop shows. So smart move on their part. Because the other one was so – I mean, I guess – I don't know. I stopped watching the other one because it was pretty terrible, so – I don't know. I just it's a, I think it's a fun conversation to have eventually that we'll you know we'll see where it goes. I can't wait to see all these. Do you want to get into this because because the totally adve- excellent adventures of Jerry and Joel is uh, needs to move forward. Yes, here we go into this week's episode. Before we go into our opinions, I will just say that uh, we do know uh, Ryan cousin Ryan has commented on this and has already said that he enjoyed this episode. We're gonna leave that right out there. Just laying there flat uh, from uh, Mr. Pierce in our Get Pierce segment. Get Pierce. By the way, that's actually done by Joel every time, just so you guys know that. Uh, So he watched the episode. What? Yes. Oh, yeah, he's all caught up. So he had a whole sequence of questions here. We're going to go through this real fast. So he wanted to know how Mac could buy flowers. uh, and, and, And I was saying, you know, because he accessed, I, my, his whole thing was how could they, survive in this time period with Mac doing nothing. And I basically said, well, he had access to hidden shield bases and accounts to pilfer money from. And he's like, what, 1982 money? And I said, well, if he's pilfering it from 1982, probably. My thought process He is, sold his motorcycle. Well, no, my thought process is that they're dealing with, uh, they, they know like passwords, like Swordfish got them to open up this account. He has access to Colson's black box and Fury's black box and all of that stuff. So he knows that there is... Uh, a dummy account out here to goes to some Cayman Islands account. He could probably just access cash that way. Is is my guess? Yeah, I'm not worried about that. That that could be easily explained in in some spy way. 
that that's something that they can they, they even showed the briefcase earlier with all the money in it and everything so i know he doesn't have that briefcase with him or that case with him but they've shown that they've thought about that so if you want if you're gonna get nitpicky on the money there's other things to get nitpicky oh no he on. goes but he does he gets nitpicky. he goes he goes i want to know the mechanics of it he goes do they do they does he fill out a withdrawal slip no, now he's also, doing you, also, the HR. Oh, and also, he wants to know, because he graduated high school in 83, why haven't they mentioned that yet? That's no, a great question. <laughs> and I responded with, because I graduated in eighth grade, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> graduated high school in 83. <laughs> and then he responded with saying, graduating from eighth grade wasn't a thing back then. And I go, tell that to the party I got. <laughs> And then he responded, well, I graduated in eighth grade in 1979. I got, to, I got a stick to play in the dirt with, and I got a hoop four years later. <laughs> <laughs> I said, stop bragging, money bags. <laughs> Sticking hoop. <laughs> and he had comments about, oh, his question here is, is May, at, this is a good one. So is May, who is the interviewer in this episode for Deke, is she actually annoyed with Deke or is she pretending to be annoyed because she has no feelings? I think that's just May, isn't it? It's tough I didn't to get, say. I didn't get a, I didn't what is get annoyed? annoyed? Is it a feeling? Is, I you didn't know. get annoyed from her. I got, I, 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 annoyed didn't come across. I don't know what emotion came across, but it wasn't annoyed for me. It was more just get on with it, especially after the second viewing. Like there's certain things. It's like I don't know why. I guess I do know why they did this in a flashback sort of form. It's because they can make it outlandish. Because this whole episode it's is through from, Deke's. It's Deke's perspective. The, yes, and that 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 is that is something to keep in mind. And that that gives a lot of leeway to this episode. Ed I wants just, to know. Wow, you think with a season this short, being 13 episodes. They wouldn't have to make such obvious filler episodes like this one. Great point. They're also going through the decades. And then also, did you hear that Clark Kent and Jennifer Grey are getting divorced? It's probably because she was so disappointed with him for doing this episode. (laughs) (laughs) We we don't get into the the, the actor's personal lives because nobody cares. And then he says, okay, so did the ragtag team at the end of this episode, did they really sign up to end up 37 years in the future? That brings up a question: What happened to that team? Do they travel with? We'll get when we get to that point. We need to address that question. Sure, sure. Uh, so I thought that was true. That's a that's a good one. Uh, of course, then he finally says, "I bet somehow by the end everything will go back to the way it was," and of course it will. So that was the get everything will go back to the way it was. Yes, I guess Mr. Pierce was was acknowledging that his last few Mr. Pierces were Pierce less, Pierce less, Pierce more. So oh, now, as we talk about the totally excellent adventures of Mac and the D, Joel. What did you think of this episode? It's the weakest of the season. I uh, I think I think they tried to do things. They tried to be funny. They try. They tried. It's one <laughs> when you get shows that go on for seven seasons. There are, they start to try to do things with the format, being it a musical episode, being it uh, this. Obviously, they're doing time traveling in this show. The other shows, like sometimes they go from the fake world to the real world, and they meet the real actors, or they do, or they do a black and white. Like there's a lot of things that shows try to do. Shield is not the only show that's ever done this. There are plenty of shows that do that. There are certain shows that really succeed, and I think shows that like Community that play with sort of the the way you the format and how you tell stories really works and sometimes you know it doesn't work i know supernatural does this they you know they've been around for like what 15 seasons and they're they're just having fun at certain points with the show just you know they're doing shows within shows and they're having different things go on like the they're just having other stuff go on and it's worked in this season so far and they did this episode and i was 
it, I'm disappointed in a lot of ways. I think there's a. I think it's really silly and campy and just. It could. Ha- I don't know. I want to take the show seriously a lot of the times, but this episode, if you try to take it seriously, it just becomes painful. <laughs> so it is the weakest episode of the season, in my opinion. Uh, I hated having to watch it twice. <laughs> what about you? What did you think? I will say it much simpler. This was a bad episode. Not only the worst episode of the season, one of the worst they've ever done. Pointless. The comedy. There was a couple of spots we'll point out that I thought sure. were funny. But overall, a very disappointing on top of a, such a strong season to, as Ed said, an obvious filler episode to have a little comical moment. Maybe this is a point of levity for how dark it will get. I doubt it just didn't work for me. And it also didn't work for the fact that when they're stranded there, they're only going to be stranded there. We know. I think it turns out to be 10 months or something like that. And hopefully they will explain why uh, the the team is now showing up 10 months later because something is happening well, did something happen when they got dropped there that the the Chronicons made go there and now they've jumped here? Because up to this point, every time we jump, it's to something major is happening with the Chronicons. And last time they jumped, when they left Mac and Deke there, nothing happened. Nothing other than just to leave them there. And now we've shown back up to pick them up. Hopefully something will be happening in this 83 period time period or we'll be, we'll be jumping to... The nineties were totally gonna jump. Well, we don't know who's. Well, we don't know who's jump. Like at this point, it could be Fitz who's jumping them, or it could be something else uh, of that nature. But yeah, we don't know why they're jumping, and hopefully, we'll get that. That's a serious question. I read a review online that somebody made the. It was a reputable site. I'm not sure which one it was, uh, but they were like, "Oh, and then why did the Zephyrs jump back in time to go pick up?" Uh, Deke and Mac. I'm like, no, they didn't jump back in time. They jumped forward ten months, and we were yeah, just they were staying around the ten months. Yes, yeah. So that guy in that review, I think, it was like Screen Rant or Screen Crush or you know Screen Jeans. Well, they're know. wrong. Yes. They're wrong. They should go bankrupt. And... All right. So now Joel is going to start us off on this journey. Yeah. So and couple... I will throw out some color commentary as we go. A couple of just little points. This is directed by Jesse uh, Bacho. Who is that's directed... Bacho. That's not a Bacho. That was a different person he was talking about. Yes. This is, she's done uh, 13 episodes. I, actually, I shouldn't even say it's a he or she because I'm not sure if Jesse, I think it's a she, but uh, I believe she's done 13 episodes. They have done 13 episodes, so that's good. Also, a little nice, interesting note in the history of this show, not our show, but of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., this is the first episode without Daisy. This is the first episode in the series run that does not have. Agent Johnson in it. Even and the one with Simmons on the planet? Yep. Okay. She makes an know. appearance later on. This is the first one. And I thought that was a really interesting I thought that was an interesting choice. I mean, is also the, in every episode. I could on look a that screen? up real quick, like. Well, I, I just was curious if you had that, but yeah. Well, while he's looking, I mean, and there's up, and there's no Enoch in this either, so I mean, I know that's uh. This is also the first one Enoch's never been into. Is exactly. So, <laughs> so obviously, while Joel's looking that up, we were seeing here that Deke is reporting to May, as we discussed, and he's telling his point of view of the adventures that they have, and we're getting some nice uh, '80s. I don't music know. That, okay, here. so I can't say that for a fact, uh, because according to IMDb, the Colson May. Uh, Sky <laughs> and Gemma, they've all been in 136 episodes. Yeah, that but they have count. not. Those don't so count. they've been uncredited in, in some of those, especially Simmons, because we know she was and gone again, for a while. And again, some of that could be also, she could have been in this episode, and they, they cut her scene. Of course. It's a deleted scene. That, that, that is very true. But again, she is not in this episode, which means that's why it was terrible. Because at, at the end of this whole thing, we're going to find out that Fitz was only in 42 episodes of the entire series. Yeah, right. 
1982, River's End. Take it away. 1982. So Russell, who is Russell Feldman, who is uh, played by Austin Basis, is the guy's name. He was on the Beauty and the Beast TV show, the remake of it. He was one of the main characters on that. He was main. He was a big character on Life Unexpected. He was also in Supernatural. He played one of the ghost facers who got his own spinoff show. It was about ghost hunters kind of thing. Anyways, I looked this up too. Russell Feldman, he is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is a character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's known as the Staten Island Star. He was affiliated with the Anti-Registration Underground. He was in the Civil War Frontline series for one issue. So, <laughs> I don't. I think they might dive. Just, I think they might just have pulled the name. I looked up every other character we get in this, and there's only one other connection. But there's no real connections to the Marvel comic books. You know, in the comic books right now, Coulson died, went to hell, and Mephisto, the devil of the Marvel universe, has brought him back, and he's actually an evil character right now, and he's teaming up with the vampires and the Atlanteans to battle the Avengers. Well, that's fantastic. Is is he known as Sarge? No, he well, he was known as when he first introduced his nickname was Cheese. So be happy they don't do cheese anymore. <laughs> now I want some cheese. So Russell, he is running a computer store, a 1980s computer store, and he has a robot because robots were big in the 80s, as we learned from uh, what was it, Rocky, Rocky Four, Rocky Three, Rocky Four. Is it Rocky Four? Uh, his robot sucks. It doesn't work right. Will then, uh, you help me? He has someone come in and bring a computer to him to get fixed. Uh, by the way, Jerry, do you run around with Fat Sack and Petey? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Not since the, the Jerry's the, from the, the, the 80s, people. He, he did a lot of stuff in the This is his Maybe episode. From the 80s. You're literally from the 80s. But you, you graduated eighth grade in, <laughs> in 82, oh, apparently. That, that did come out earlier, didn't it? And then he, he, he put, hooks up the computer, and he's using a Doc Matrix printer. Dot matrix, yeah. Jerry, I, I don't know much about dot matrix printers because I just was too young for those. Do those do those run on a certain ink? And did the ink cost as much as a small house does today? No, the ink back then was just, you know, it was just everywhere. You'd squeeze a tree and ink would come out. It was just so <laughs> it was easy to get. It was plentiful. It was, it was plentiful. And they realized that they, you know, like they needed to rebuy into something else. So they figured out how to do expensive ink in the future to get oh, money from yes. people. It's a scam, people. Yes, it's terrible. It's terrible. Why do you think those little containers are clear? Like you get them and you can't see in them. They're because they know you look inside them. There's like a drop of ink in there. (laughs) I believe. I believe ink is one of the most expensive liquids. It's more expensive than gas. Insane. Yes. (laughs) They use the dot matrix. He uses the dot matrix printer, or Sybil does. To see Sybil, she gets a printout of. We get a printout of Sybil. Hey, by the way. We did learn something about Sybil yesterday from Ryan. Yes. Ryan. What was that? What, what did we learn? Well, we had mentioned, because as I do with what the actors or actresses have done mm-hmm. in the past in, the, in their portfolio. In this actor, actress, this whose, actress whose name is, Joel always says it's yeah, right. No, I do not have the no, name because I write it down so I remember it when I read it. Well, he'll have the character's name in whatever show he's going from right now. No, I also will not have that. I will have the, what the character is. So we had mentioned that this character, this actress Sybil. has appeared on Lost for a couple episodes or an episode. Turns and out. Turns out she's Walt's mom. And, you know, and who's Walt? Give us the entire Walt! <laughs> Walt was an actor. Walt was an actor who went through puberty and got really tall. <laughs> Walt plays for the NBA right now. That's the most important thing you need to know about yeah. Walt. <laughs> so we found that out. Thank you, Ryan. Yes, thank you. Yes, yeah, so... And like then the after agent, that, like the title we get, printing we get out. yes, we get the Agents of Shield title. Yes, that, that was you. good. Very nice. We're back to creative titles. Let's again. get back to Mac yelling at Deke. 
So we're outside. We take place immediately after the last episode ended. Mac and Deke are stranded. Mac doesn't seem to care. Mac, I was only going to be gone a minute. Why didn't you tell anyone else that? You just took off like a, a, a petulant child. Although, everything we'll, about we'll this talk, feels We'll talk bad. more. We'll talk more. Mac has thought they won, and this is also an important thing. They talk about, like, I thought we won. Why are we still jumping? What's going on? So they do question this. This is going to be something we're going to see later mm-hmm. in the show. That's good. And that, you're right. Mac scolds Deke here for killing again. Deke, why did you keep murdering people? We really are concerned that you may be a sociopath. And then one of my favorite parts of the episode here. I don't know why, but it, maybe it's because it reminds me of Pee Wee Herman. When Mac Mac's like, I'm getting out of here. I got to go deal with this on my own. And he takes off in his motorcycle. And I thought he was going to eat it like three or four times. <laughs> and the reason I bring up Pee Wee, because one of the greatest moments of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which is not even a real thing, when Pee Wee dr- – actually, Jerry, you tell this story. What? No, you because we thought it was we thought there's a the great moment when Pee Wee gets on the motorcycle. Well, and he no, the, the, it. The, it was a real thing, and he takes off and he and he takes off on his motorcycle. He can't control it and he drives right through <laughs> the still billboard. Funny thinking about it, <laughs> he slams into it. He's riding away from the biker gang after the uh at the tequila sequence tequila, where he's dancing, yep. and he and he goes, I got it, and he rides. <laughs> And it's obviously not him. It's a stunt driver. And he crashes right into a billboard, which is <laughs> funny in of itself. But then a piece of the billboard falls to the left, and it looks just like <laughs> Pee Wee just rolled over to the side, which we thought for years. It was for like a, it was, it was an effect. Or, and it also, There's no internet at that point. Also, so we're not alone. Everybody thought this because it and it rolls it's up the so... side. And they said, I know what happened was Tim Burton was like, cut. What was it? Oh, you know what? That really looks good. Let's just go with it. And it's hilarious. Oh, it was great. It was great. So <laughs> look it up, internet. Mac goes to a graveyard and he puts some flowers that we don't know where he gets his flowers from. Maybe he cut them from a garden somewhere. And he puts it on his parents' grave. Also, we don't know if the Zephyr like has like a like you open up a cabin on the Zephyr and just has money money lying out. Also, we do know that it does. It yeah. has. There's a case exactly. of money so in the Zephyr. Also, but no, he left without taking money. I, I don't know. That could have been in that jacket pocket. And here's the other thing. Yeah, like when Ad, when oh, Ed was I, t- Ed was going like, where does he get 1982 money? I guarantee you, there is at least some coins, if not a dollar bill or two, in my house, probably from 1982. Money doesn't necessarily always go out of circulation. It, it'll still sit out there, so it's okay if he has that. And also, if somebody gets a bill at that time period and the bill says 1989 on it, I ain't looking at that. Well, I also would point out here that worrying about where he got money to buy the flowers versus. Why doesn't he have any memory of his childhood? No, that's a whole other Yes, issue. exactly. I think that's also kind of important because now we're in par- uh, Paradox Central. But we'll talk about that. I have, I have an answer. I have answers to that. Oh, my goodness. So we, let's find out where Mac is as a kid and also the return of I Forgot He Had a Brother. Yes, yeah, so Mac goes home to his childhood home, which someone had pointed this out, and I again, I don't know if this is true, but his home – resembles the Back to the Future home, the way it's laid out with the garage on the side there and everything. This is California. Uh, it could be. I mean, I don't even know if that's true, but if it is, then kudos to that guy for pointing it out. He sees himself, he sees his brother, he sees his uncle, and then he has a toy car he's going to bring to himself, I guess. I guess. I, I, I don't know what that's all about. Creepy. But, and, you know, I also don't know. So he's 10 years old at this point because he mentions that it's the 82. He's 10 years old in the previous scene. I don't think it's ever been. We've never really talked about Mac's parents. I'm sure they have we, it, but not, nothing of a of a of a plot line. Nothing going that he's forward. been orphaned at ten years his old. His brother has shown up on the show. Yes, uh, and I remember that 
vaguely, but it was never something that was like, oh, remember how that was a, a key part of the story development. I think he was in it just a little less than Melter Joey. Melter Joey. Oh, Joey. Joey, Joe, Joe. Look Back at-, at the computer store, Russell, he ends up making Sybil. He like gets her voice and everything. And, and we play a game. Yeah, and he definitely, he, he wants to make her flesh because he wants to see her. Back at Max, when well, this is going to, Mac has bought a house, leased a house, bought an apartment, something. He's gotten the money to do this. You have to have a house to build models. And, and he and he builds models. He grows his, starts to grow his beard out. He's drinking. Deke visits. Deke comes. Yeah, Deke brings him food. And then uh, you got to admit that was the most realistic beard you've ever seen on somebody. Well, and I okay, okay so he, so yeah, he 1983 comes. So the time has passed. His beard is longer. He's clearly still shaving his head, or else he can't grow any. Well, hair I've got that in my head. notes somewhere too. He's also clearly right still working out because he doesn't have a Thor belly. Jacked, he yeah. Does, with, we've he, already established Thor sat around, did nothing, and drank, and reality hit him hard. And he's an Asgardian. Mac is like, well, I'm going to grow this beard. I'm going to shave my head, and I'm going to work out intensely every day, but drinking beer. I mean, it's only ten I mean, months, it's silly, so it's I not. Know. This it's, is nitpicky, but why not? Yeah, I mean, by ten months, this could this could be. This could only have been like eight months. Regardless. Yeah. yeah I don't want to hear like eight months is you're fine and a 10, that's when it happens. I don't want to. And so Deke gives Max, sends, or gives him a piece of paper, an invite to Swayze's Bar, named after Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse. There's, there's, so, there's so many 80s connections in this show. Roadhouse didn't come out for years. He was at this point, I know, at this but point it's... in time, he was doing Red Dawn after he had already done The Outsiders. No, before, so what I'm, what I'm referring to is... 85 or 86 is when he did Dirty Dancing. Before there's that. a ton of 80s references in this, okay. and that's it, Patrick Swayze being an 80s star gets his name of the bar. We're not going to point out all the 80s references. We'll point out some. We do see the Sybil robot, I forgot to mention, and it has a Cylon. Not yet. Now we see it. Yes, Yes, so Russell has built this, but it's not, there is a Cylon thing to it, but someone had mentioned this online, I cannot take credit for this. Wait, can I say, I don't know what you're going to say, but the robot, can I say what I think the robot reminds me of? What? Chopping Mall. Yeah. Okay, good. It's the exact, I I looked it up, it's the exact same robot. So you say Cylon? Chopping Mall is a terrible, terrible, terrible movie from this time period that I worked in a video store, and I was only remembered because it had a, a, a really well done poster or cover to the video box, which was like a, a shopping bag with a head and parts in it, and none of that, you know, the movie itself, which I've never watched more than a 15-minute cut-up of it on YouTube or clips, so it's terrible. But yes, the robots is, I, I got, I'm, oh, this has got to be a take on Chopping Mall. I'm, yeah, it's, it's the same movie. robot. so obscure. It's not the, I, at first. Oh, so it's, like, it's the exact same robot? It's almost, it, okay. it looks exactly the same. As I, knew what I, looked, up the I knew it looked that, I mean, at this point, they should have been going for a Johnny Five look. From Short well, Short Circuit. Circuit, yeah, and they actually make a mention to Short Circuit later on, but it is not a Johnny Five. It is 1986, Protector Killbots from Chopping Mall. Protector Killbots, nice. Matt goes into Swayze's. He actually made. He took it. He went out and he, he. When he walks in, there is a guy that's sitting at the bar, who I thought was Deke, who I thought was Deke, because he looks just like Deke. This this extra who's sitting at the bar, and I'm like. There's Deke. Oh, oh, that wasn't Deke. That maybe wasn't Deke. Maybe it's stunt, stunt double. But just like him. And Deke has put together the Deke Squad, and he performs Don't You Forget About Me. Is here, that the name of the song? I don't even know if that's yes, the name of the Is it yes, okay? It's from the it Get Made Famous in 85 from the movie Breakfast Club. Yes, and it's a very 80s style. Everyone's dressed very 80s now here's style. The, here's the thing you have to really take into, take into account is – you know, the fact that he puts this song out and other songs, like we find out about Walk Like an Egyptian, 
people like, no, that changed the timeline. It does nothing because they're a small local band. No one hears it. No one hears it. No one, they're not signed. They're not putting it out. It's not on the internet. It's like we could go to see a band tonight, if bands still played somewhere, and they could be playing music from, you know, 2025 when we're eventually allowed to go back outside and it's like we would and it be could like, be the band who's not even playing yeah. that music in 2025 well here's the other thing is exactly it. and it's also like it's not the song doesn't mean anything it's the performance and the venue and how it gets released because if he's singing it it's like okay it sounds like a cover band singing a song it's not like oh it's not like yesterday the movie yesterday where he's taking yes. Beatles songs where it's like oh my god these songs are they're Beatles songs yes there's a different level mm-hmm but it's very 80s style, the way they're dressed, the way he's performing. I do I do think as a front, he goes all out. He sell, he goes all out as an actor to sell this leading, this front man dance that he does and everything. And I do think it's very entertaining, but they do the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I, know. I don't know if they needed to do the whole, this is very much a filler. How many sad people who watch this and they're like, Breakfast Club? I thought that was the song from Pitch Perfect. It plays I don't in know. That what, first of all, they're not sad people. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't call them sad. Oh, they're people. sad. They're not as sad they as might just be they're younger. not as sad looking as Santa Mac in this sequence. Santa Mac. <laughs> Santa Mac. So this is actually right before he, he he starts singing the song, and they cut to commercial. I don't have commercial. I'm watching this on Hulu. And then they come back, and we actually have the a lighthouse sequence where Deke is still talking with May. May's like, there was a band. He's like, I told you you wouldn't believe it. Like. Come on. May is like died and been to other planets, and she can believe that Deke was in a band. Like it's not, it's not a far stretch for her to believe that. But we do find out that the Deke Squad band is actually a covert squad. Yeah, Deke hugs Mac at this point. Mac gets mad at him again, and I like Mac's anger here. He's like, "You're just doing the same thing again. You're stealing again from the future. That's all you did this last <laughs> time when you had uh when you had uh when you started stealing products and uh, technology and started to patent it and make your own business. I'll be honest with you, I would do the exact. I, I would be finding that sports. You're back to the future. I would sports <laughs> almanac the crap out of that. Of course, and so yes, it's an undercover shield team, and so Deke introduces Mac to the shield team, and it's very much a a team homage here. The font and everything. Are you so going he, through the team now or no? What's Oh, I can go through the team. Yeah, I put that up earlier. I will go through the team. We have Olga Pachinko, who's played Pachinko. by uh, Jolene Anderson. She she has I haven't recognized much she did, but she did do a short, and I didn't even know this existed. Maybe I did. Uh, it's called uh, It's Mad Men: The Hangover. It was a short they did, and she played Joan. So wait, she wasn't the blonde from the Matrix who goes not like this. No, it was. Not like this. <laughs> you can see how I think that, right? Oh, absolutely. And we meet uh, Cricket, who is the drummer. He's played by Ryan Donahue. He was on Donahue? the OC. We meet Foxy Glass, who's played by Tipper Newton. She did. Uh, she was a voice in Adventure Time. She's done some other stuff. And then we meet Tommy and Ronnie Chang, who are played by John and Matt Yoon. Y-U-A-N. I've seen these guys before. They were in Arrested Development. They were in the movie Observe and Report, Jerry's favorite. Uh, I've seen them in that. <laughs> Awkward movie. Yes. The Observe and Report, the other cop movie that came out along Paul Blart. You don't want to be know. a good movie you make Paul Blart the better of the two. So just looking at these characters, if they exist in Marvel, there is a Tommy, a Tommy Chang. He was a mutant in X-Factor, or, I'm sorry, Factor X number two. So I actually own that issue. Probably. I, I'm sure you do. And but it it's for sale. If anybody wants it, uh, contact Jeff. Cook. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
That is awesome. So Deke takes Mac to the lighthouse where he's jazzed out the lighthouse with a disco ball and everything. He's dressed like Tom Cruise from Top Gun, I noticed. Yes, and then we get to see that Coulson is still around. His mind-slash-light-data, as Deke calls it, has been saved, which was hard from drive. his hard drive. You know how big that hard drive had to be with 1982 technology? Well, Mac can create it. Uh, Deke can create it. I'm, okay. I'm right. totally okay with that. And he's, But he's turned into Max Hedrum. But he doesn't do any in 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 in. I know, but he has the same background dun, 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 as Max. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, do you want to explain who Max Hedrum is, Jerry? No. Okay, very good. Well, we know <laughs> we're at the lighthouse they're utilizing as their secret headquarters, which is smart because it's also a set that's already built. Yeah, and no one's there. That's yeah. That's another good point. They did cover that. Like, get everybody out of here. Coulson. What's he has doing? A theory, What's Coulson doing? He thinks that Sybil is building more hunters because he's getting like these. He's basically an AI right now, and he's getting signals and stuff like that. So, which goes to the computer store, and we see Sybil building more. Uh, another one building or two more hunter, or yeah, and building another hunter. And they kill that nerd graphically, and this Russell. is this is the point where I said, "Oh, this is chopping ball," because yeah. the chopping ball is just you know it's those you cut to close ups of like grinding up something, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's and if it wasn't played so farcically, this would be like a really gross episode, but it's done yes. in such a light-hearted black comedy way back at the lighthouse now we're gonna stay at the lighthouse for quite some time here we have a scene where colson is consoling mac as mac's pushing him around you know there i don't know i don't know about you jerry but in my generation when someone would push into pushing a tv on one of those stands into your your classroom oh that was a good day you were watching movies that day good yeah. times were had by all dude i'm old enough to go even projector. before that where they would walk in with the projector box which was a projector and it would go into a mirror that would shoot to another mirror and then it would play on a, a screen like just a white box because so it was like a tv <laughs> but it's like <laughs> but i would have i would have actual movies when i would watch it you'd probably have just like Hey, Billy, what do you think of this? The educational films represent your body today, circa 1948. Be sure to hide under your desk with your hands over your head. You you saw those videos, right? Duck and cover. You're that old? No, I did not see Duck and cover. So Deke is going to show... um, is going to show Mac his training session. They're going to run the gauntlet. I like that they have a little smash zoom here. A smash zoom is where they take the zoom and they just zoom in really quickly to Deke's face. It's very 1980s. And they're going to run the gauntlet, which is basically a paintball fight against a mannequin who's also shooting paintballs. Lame. This part is very really lame. lame. It's not real, funny. Oldie uses funny. real explosives. Yeah, it's not funny at all. So Deke... You know, he feels bad about the, how bad the paintball session went, and he's going to try to cheer up Mac, and he shows him that he built a chromed-out shotgun axe, which is nice. You know, sure, keep whatever. that going. But then Mac, again, calls out Deke for doing the exact... He does it again. He's like, you keep doing the same thing. You're surrounding yourself with sycophants. He's like, you just... This is what you did before. Remember, all the, like, we had the creator of the show was one of his sycophants, and he had all these people that were, like, yes-men to him. He did the same thing again, and Deke's like, I'm that to you. And it's like... No, you're not. Max, like, I never wanted you to be that. You want people around you who are going to be yes men. And it's very true. And then the robots have entered the building and they kill Cricket. And we get that heavy blood sequence again. I thought they had killed both of them here, but obviously not yet. But there is a Terminator music when the robots attack. Yes. Very Terminator. Almost more than the previous time you saw it. I think it's a theme song. I think it's the Chromicon's theme song. It could be. Foxy, she tries to talk some sense into Mac. 
she's like, hey, Mac likes you a lot, you know. And then she mentions, like, De- I'm sorry, yeah, Deke likes you a lot. And then she goes, Deke's been checking on you. He's been actually going in and checking on you. And this is when Mac kind of has a change of heart. He's like, mm-hmm. really? Okay. Robots okay. attack. Mac. This was so, at this point in the, I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, I'm like, the, with the deaths and the Terminator stuff, I'm like, this is so bizarre. This might all be a BS story from Deke. Like, maybe at the end of this, we find out none of it oh, happened. It's good. It I'm could sorry. be. I mean, I don't think it is, but. No. I think it's a highly Here's the funniest line in the whole episode, which was actually, well, no, not, no, but I mean, but this was actually a part, yeah, that's coming next, but the part that the Max line was actually utilized in the trailer for last week, and I thought it was great. It was just like, the robots are going to pay. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I meant. Oh, no, yeah, that's, that's coming up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's coming up. Uh, for, first, we have we get the exterminate line. A little Doctor Who reference. Who? The, the I'm Changs sorry, I'm are, sorry, Inspector Space Time. The, Ch- the Changs are there. They're trying to console Deke, who's, who's, who's not feeling great. And this is when the girl runs in, Cricket's girl, and she ends up dying. This is where they throw the blood on the wall, mm-hmm. off screen. And then, yes, this is where this is... Uh, where they do the the bad. I didn't like this show because they do it twice in this. Where they do the they pause and they look, and then they continue on with their conversation. Mm-hmm. Eh. I mean, did you you like that line? Which line are we talking? This was about? Fo- Mac and Foxy. This is where Mac goes. They're all gonna pay, and then she's yeah. Like, I thought that was funny. I thought his. I thought his. I thought his char- He was so out of character that it made me laugh. Him doing that there. Oh yeah, no, I meant that. That, that was because it was it was just really out of character for him. So it okay. caught me right. In a in a in a desert of non comedy, I saw a drop of water. <laughs> it looks like back to Deke and Chang's. It looks like Olga dies here. Yes, I wrote like, down. Well, Olga dies here, but not, it's not the first time she. No, looks no, like she it's, it's dies. absolutely. It's a running gag through this bit. And then Mac and Mac and Foxy came in and they saved the day. And then Mac and Deke do the handshake. Predator, the no. predator handshake. I wish Mac was showing off his bicep here. Dylan, you son of a bitch. Yeah, which again. I enjoyed that. That was a, again nice throw in there. Like they didn't have to do that, but they did that. But then they did the joke again, where they like, "You guys done with that?" And like, oh yeah, we're done with that kind of thing. They do that. Joke yeah, that. Again. Yeah, well, like, you, you did you it again. Do it you once. Do it joke. once. Do it once. So Mac cuts yeah. his beard. Ding, ding, he puts Rambo. on a headband. Very Rambo, Rambo montage. Yep. Coulson figures out that the time stream is actually at the base. So the time stream is a device that Sybil is looking for. Because they're like, she could have done anything and un- unround So he blew up thread. their ship under the lighthouse. And, of course, then the lighthouse didn't actually sink for some reason. So the box that causes that wasn't in the ship Why or did it get blown out? Why would the lighthouse sink? Because this thing is on top of a ship. And if you blow up the ship underneath and the ship then But we crunches. don't know how, we don't know how the ship is underneath. The shovel. Well, we don't know if like they displace matter when they go in there. You, you mentioned the shovel last yeah. episode, too. So. Oh, I know. It's good stuff. Where am I at here? What's going on? Uh, so Deke, the Deke squad takes out a robot. Fine. But we also, before this, though, we saw a robot actually found the blue light box, yes, which did. is the one we're looking robot for. Robot hand kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, the Deke squad takes out a robot where the Changs are walking at it, shooting guns and looking, trying to look real tough. Yeah. Failing. Sybil shoots Olga. Olga, yeah. Olga gets shot again. I wrote down here, I keep thinking she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great running gag, though, that she's... They don't even question it. Like, the next scene, she's just fine. It reminds me of Top it. Secret. Latrine! You know, the scene where the guy keeps showing up. <laughs> I do want to point out some point. The fact that the drummer of the band dies is pretty fantastic, because that's a nod to a nod to Spinal Tap. And no and one not, else and dies. Not, and not John Bonham from Led Zeppelin, who actually died. That's, that's a cold reference, but all right. <laughs> Mac blows up Sybil, so this is, I believe this, this at the time was like, oh, this is the end of Sybil, but she is 
put herself into different locations. And yeah, like I said, oh, well, the Changs also ran off. They're they like, did. They're go. afraid of lasers. And then they, I like when Deke was like, I knew about your fear of lasers. <laughs> Max House. So Deke tells Mac what he's done as a kid. We also learned that the Mac Daddy nickname will not stick. Yes. Deke says that Mac and his brother are even closer in this timeline, which is important because they make mention of this. This is a different timeline, which is now very much in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The multiverse? Yes, that that there are different timelines. And that means... We've set this right. Like we're in the we're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now with the way time exists. If Mac, you know, now his parents died in one uni- timeline, but not in, not in his timeline, and that fits. And I I'm it's okay. A sliding with that. door situation. Well, no, it's not a sliding door situation. Oh no, it, it's not. It is and it isn't. Ooh, this like, conversation you, sounds like a sliding door. If you travel back in time, according to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you don't. You're in a different time, timeline. According to the ancient one. Yes. Not the universe. That's the ancient one. She, again, she's also like, oh, I could be wrong. And according to them doing what they do, like Loki disappears in one timeline, but they come back and he's not like, they don't have memories of him going, Loki disappeared. He never existed. And that changes everything. It's not like Nebula killed herself in the past, and yet she still exists. Exactly. Which is good because the writers had to write that line in order to like know that they still are thinking about how this time travel thing is working, which is good. And hopefully, they, hopefully this is the answer because yeah. they just answered it, I think. The blue light box we saw is with a robot, so that still is yes. out in play to keep the, story, to keep the season going. The, the Zephyr has come back. It was, and Simmons mentions a line that they have 27 days till their next jump. Who mentions it? Simmons. Okay. And Deacon Chang's They Reunite. Sybil is gone. Yo-Yo and May come in. They find the guys and the team. By the way, they, they say 27 days until jump, and I wrote down, unless it changes again. Of course. Because that they had that happen where all yes. of a sudden they make a change, and Simmons goes, oh, instead of having this much time, it's now changing in an hour. You know? Exactly. But I wouldn't go so off on wanna, any bike rides, Mac. You want to mention you want to mention this new team? Well, the fact of the matter is also, it's like also, you know, Deacon Mac go and visit Uncle Marcus's house because the brothers are, like you said, they're closer and everything. I'm like, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Maybe you should get back to the Zephyr in case it takes off again. Just saying. But yeah, we do. I know they go to Mac's house before the Zephyr appears because then we don't know how much time has passed between yes. the Zephyr appearing and yes, not because yes. they go Zephyr back to the Zephyr rides 27 days till jump. Yeah, unless it changed again. And we learn that 20 months have passed and we see Slow Yo and Mac are reunited. And May is. The whole un- team is, yeah. Yeah. May is still unaffected by Colson. And says so something about making a new body, and they're waiting to see if that makes a difference. You have, you and then we meet the, the new, new shield. We meet the new that the very last thing we see here is the meet the new shield agents. I don't. The, the shield team's not going with them. Okay. The shield team's going to stay probably in the lighthouse and man things. I guess okay. until people come back to the lighthouse. And Why does it like, have to be man things? Well, <laughs> but I don't think this. I don't think this team is going to go with us. I think they're they were one episode and done. If anything, I mean, you know, they still have. We still have uh, what's her name? Uh, Piper is still out there. She never, she never died. She still exists in in the world. So we'll see if they bring her back in the end yeah, of the she's season. She's busy filming Walking Dead. Maybe I think she's dead in that too, isn't she? No, or is she? She's uh, not. So after we meet the, the new button. shield agents, we get to the button and we see that the robot is traveling. It, another failed joke here, where it's trying to go down the steps and it has to go back and forth because it obviously can't go down steps. But it goes to it goes to Malik. Malik gets. Gets the time stream. Define the Malik. This is Nathaniel, correct? Nathaniel Malik, yep. Where is Gideon at this time? He's off doing his own thing. Okay. He's running Hydra, I guess. And then Sybil. The last time we saw Nathaniel, his bones were breaking and he was 
kind of under a bunch of rubble and everything. Did we? Is that the last time we saw him? Yeah. He came in and he's like, ah, oh, my bones are breaking. And then, oh yeah. So does he have Quake's it. ability still? We do not know. And him and Sybil are working together. Sybil is now on a uh, TV screen, just like Coulson was, mm-hmm. with a Max Hedrum background. Uh, Sybil's gonna get a body, or she's gonna get back into the AI or something. She's not gonna be on a TV screen for long. I Her body will be Piper's. Oh, there you go. So, and that is the end of the episode. Now, Joel does not see what happens in next week's episode. I did because I'm a normal person, but uh, well, no. See, we, you say you're a normal person, but I watch these on Hulu, and Hulu doesn't have next time on. Okay, but the trailer is all over. So I'm else. I'm actually a normal person because I'm living in the current time. You're watching this on television, ABC still. So you get the next time. You on. don't know me. You know me. I do. Um, but not giving away uh, specifics. But we will be seeing a tease, a returning character from previous seasons in next week's episode. So that, Joel, you have to look forward to. Well, that's a tea. I mean, it's either Fitz or someone else. I, but I, well, Joel, really? You're going to go out on a limb and say it's either Fitz or someone else? That's true. That's Are you a really doing that? It's a character. Is it Joey Jojo? No, it's not Joey Jojo, but it is a character that it was on more than one episode. And it'll be interesting, tying into the history of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series. So after this conversation, Joel, did it change your opinion? Wait, so they, on, the, on the next week next week on, they spoiled a big Oh, big. Oh, yeah. Big time. God. It's See, a, that's, why that, I wanna, that's why I don't want to watch it all. But that's, what you, that's like not wanting to watch a trailer. No, no, no. It's, it's absolutely not. The first time you saw the trailer for Captain America Civil War and they showed Spider-Man, you lost your mind. And thank God you did this because then you got to have that excitement so that when they go to Queens in the movie, you're like, oh, my God, this is that moment. And you I have agree. that excitement. So I there agree. you go. But you there's also spoiled. Rogue One, which we don't get spoiled to. And then we see Grand Moff Tarkin there and we go, we lose our mind in the theater, enjoying it even that much more. I mean, you should never watch any commercials, trailers, or posters, or anything of anything, you should just go in blind. Well, I think there's, I think there's a, a certain amount of with with this show. I just, I am going in blind. I'm, I like, I like going in blind and not seeing what's Here's next the other in the episode. Thing. Here's the other thing. Keep in mind, this episode sucked so bad that they knew there were people watching it going. I'm not going to finish. I'm not, I can't. Of I can't course, it's an advertising. And then they see the next episode that Nick Fury's. Well, they see somebody coming. I won't. Maybe it wasn't Nick Fury. It's totally Nick Fury. They see it and they're like, "Well, I got to come back for the next episode." Sure. And I and that's that's a way to get more viewers to come. Or to any viewers. Yes. That. I just I just prefer going. I'm going in blind with these episodes, and I'm really enjoying that. I think I feel I feel pretty fine with that. <laughs> so it's just different ways of doing. It. I think people have just different ways of watching this, and it's a really it's a not. Some no, of us know that Grant right Ward right. is in the next episode, and some of us don't. It, it, it's going to be Quinn, right? It's going to be Quinn, who's the Quinjet is named after. It's Quinn the Eskimo. Is it going to be Gravitonium? Gravitron. We will never see Fitz on this show again. All right. Okay. <laughs> again, I think we both agree this was a downer. Hopefully, you had fun talking about it. You know what's so funny, us. too? And we talk about this. Like, as bad as this episode is, it's better than a lot of TV out there. Mm, I don't know about this particular Maybe episode. Maybe not this. Well, this episode still had its moments. So. Uh, not enough. Not, not enough. enough. It was tough. It was a tough episode. I think they will rally and come around it because they've done so good this season. So, here's hoping we continue with the good stuff. Thank you for the contributors of this episode. Again, if you want to contribute, just say boo. We'll put it on because, you know, it's just fun for us to hear people talking. And please do. So until next week, I am Jerry. I am Joel. We'll talk to you next time.